Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. And I just don't understand, I mean, sexism, obviously. Yeah, I just don't (laughs) understand gender equality. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't expect much. No offence from Fox viewers. Yeah. Actually, offence. Offence. (laughs) Offence reinstates. Sorry, I would like to take that back and say I would like to offend you. You know what, though? I I know that you think this is evil. That's what most people would do. That's so evil. I don't think it's evil. I think it's just for themselves. Evil. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek podcast. In this episode, we are talking all about Rupert Murdoch. We now are experts in his life, unfortunately or fortunately, depends on the way you look at it. So we talk a little bit about his life, but we particularly talk about his impact on the media landscape in Australia and all over the world. Rupert has a couple of children. He's got three that are his favourites and one that is particularly his favourite, his oldest son. So we talk about those family dynamics. And then we get into a bit of a debate about uh, the role that Murdoch played in the electing of Donald Trump. This is a fantastic episode, if we do say so ourselves. We loved recording it. I loved editing it. So I hope you'll enjoy listening to it. Okay. Okay. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Where to start with that man? So Hannah and I have just listened to a four-part um podcast series even the rich even the rich and they covered the murdochs so it's basically just a full bio a fairly full and comprehensive biography of rupert murdoch Mm. and including his family and bad australian accents yes really bad sorry if you're listening Mm. they're so terrible if you want us to guest star in future and do the australian (laughs) accent we'd be happy please reach out (laughs) um and so basically I don't necessarily want to go chronological chronologically. You don't have to listen to that podcast to understand what we're talking about. But basically I didn't know this, that um, Rupert Murdoch is actually pretty self-made as a billionaire because his dad, Sir Keith Murdoch died young. And when he died, he was in debt. Mm -hmm. And then Rupert Murdoch inherited, he only had two papers at the time. Then he had to sell one paper in order to pay off all the debt that his dad had accrued. And it was a small, like, local Adelaide newspaper that yes. he acquired. Yeah, yeah, like the Adelaide Times or something. I it was something random. It was a terrible title. Yeah, it was really bad. I noticed that mm. too. The Adelaide Daily didn't make sense. Anyways, so Murdoch did actually kind of start, like, he was a journalist for a while. He lived in Oxford. He went to Oxford University. That's when he found out his dad died. Yes, yeah. so he had to fly back. And I think they said he was 21. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, self-made, I was kind of surprised and impressed, actually, yeah. to be honest. I mean, so I think I think what sort of this sort of like micro trauma that happened in his head when his dad died was like, I want to build something that like, I don't want to die in this way where it's like mm. people find out and uncover that you're in massive debt and that yep. like sort of your successes aren't really successes, like these things have to happen. Yes. So I think from that moment, he sort of, I think that's something like ticked over. Yeah. I yep. feel like that's what. I also found really interesting um, something they really focused on and made very prominent in the series was how sort of the normal, normal, most normal possible upbringing of the children, Mm. how they were kind of forced one into competition with each other, which is clearly sort of um, motivates them and drives their relationships with each other. Yeah. Um, But also just like the way in which they described like, the children were never given money. They were forced mm. to work, work, work always. And yeah. I think they're pretty not gr- grounded. Isn't the word they're billionaires, but in terms of what you expect their childhood would have been like versus what it actually was like is yeah. quite different to what I anticipated. Agree. I think their childhood from, you know, what we know about it is like appeared to be pretty normal considering the circumstances mm. it was, but it was when they became, became adults that it was like, yeah. So fucked. So he has six children but from He only three, cares about three. <laughs> he, he only cares about three. Yeah. Is that, that's what I got too. Yeah. So he has an older, older daughter, who Prue, who he basically like forgot about. It was awful. So essentially she's she's 63 now. Right. Um, I looked all of the children up when I was watching, when I was listening to this last night, just yep. to scope it out sort of thing. She lives in Australia. She's always kind of been kept, she's kept herself out of the business of the yes. family. She's yeah. like, people call her for gossip and things Mm. and she does not want to be a part of it she doesn't want to weigh in on her siblings and things like this is her surname murdoch uh yes i think so okay um but essentially prue like rupert (laughs) rupert's married who's the first wife was it anna yes anna is the mother 
of the three. It's okay. Patricia is his first wife. Okay. Okay, so... Patricia is the mum of Prue. Patricia, he married in 56, and they were married for 11 years. <laughs> right. And then he... I think this... I actually find this fascinating. He goes to China because Star TV is failing. Mm. And there's a 28-year-old who really pushes his buttons and challenges his perspective on how their strategy is going yeah, and ha- why he's failing there. And they end up spending, like, so much time together because he loves that sort of, like, gutsy drama of people. Yeah. And the fact that she was willing to stand up to him, who was, like, a, he was a giant at the time, really. Mm. And so they end up, like, spending all this time together and then, like, shacking up, like, for a weekend and, like, she never goes back to work, essentially. And then he leaves... Um, Patricia, Patricia for Anna and they're actually even though he's like 20 or 30 years older than her at the time she's 28 yeah. he's like 50 something I think yeah and they're married for 30 years mm. which is crazy to me right yeah but um, they have three children so the oldest is Elizabeth mm-hmm. and then Lachlan and then James yeah and that's kind of where this sort of competition first comes into it because I think that he always wants I mean he clearly favors the boys over yeah. Elizabeth even yeah, he though doesn't think she's okay. she he, she's like not even on his radar for taking over the company yes, ever, ever not through the whole even though she's actually extremely successful yeah well she has her own production company she, now she was part of she was at the head of the TV networks and she started Biggest Loser and MasterChef yeah yeah which is huge like yes. they're worldwide successes but for some reason he still didn't think that was relevant no he didn't he didn't think anything she did was relevant ever and I just don't understand what, I mean sexism obviously yeah I just don't <laughs> understand gender inequality yeah. <laughs> I don't get it but she was always like pretty I mean and for a long time she was still trying to like impress him with her yes business acumen well, they're I've, all trying to he, he does a really good job of retaining his own power mm. by always keeping them and some sort of arm's length either yeah. in competition for his love yeah or in competition with each other for his empire yeah but they always he has this thing this sort of intangible thing where it's like and i think the in the podcast they make a really good point of it like when you're those children you're never going to be satisfied going and getting a you know a government job or yeah. like because everyone that tries to hire you is always going to be like well you're going to inherit the murdoch fortune yeah so like why would you want to work here like yeah. they, they, they always kind of end up back in the realm of like taking over a network or a newspaper or mm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, Lock is it, it's Lachlan that moves back to Australia and gets the Courier Mail. Is he? Does he run the Courier Mail? Is that the one he yeah, gets? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yuck. Yuck. Lachlan is like, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree, in my opinion. He's he's oldest boy, mm. daddy's boy, daddy's favorite. Yes, you can tell. James is always vying for it, but he'll never get it. But also, Lachlan seemed like the one who. Was he was the most easily manipulated by Rupert? Yes. Um, which he just wanted and his love. Rupert knew that. Yeah. yeah. James, like when he was younger, he like distanced himself from the empire. Then he got involved with it for a while, and now he actually actively works against like fake news. He's definitely the most left. Yeah, he's progressive. He speaks out about progressive things. He openly speaks out against um, the Murdoch's inability, uh, well, refusal to accept climate change. Mm. Um, and he does, he now funds, because the other weird thing, and I don't know if this is just like billion, just billionaire things, but even when Rupert was like mad at them, or even when they were like going against him publicly, he always gave them money. Like they, every time he like sold something or yeah. whatever, he always gave them money. So even though James is like not involved with Murdoch, he's, he is actually anti-Murdoch. He has lots of money. He has billions of dollars and he invests in startups who push against fake news now. Yeah. And he isn't like an open, he's openly progressive and openly anti-Murdoch, which I think is interesting. But he's still like, Rupert still has given him money. Like that's why he was able to do all those things. It was confusing to me. The other thing, which kind of fits, it's slightly off topic, but I don't think Rupert Murdoch cares about money. He just cares about power. I think he likes his vocation. Yeah. I think that because one of the things I also noticed was that, like, what he clearly loves is news. Mm -hmm. He actually loves being in the newsroom. He loves dictating and managing and directing headlines and doing all these things. But I agree with you. He he doesn't care about the money. No. It's about this accumulation. I think it's like, for one, he loves media. Yeah. And then second of all, when he started acquiring more and more power and monopolizing the industry, Mm -hmm. that's where it, like, really came from. Yes. I agree. He doesn't care about the money. It's about the success and just, like, this, like, 
complete landscape change that he's been able to direct and dictate. Yes. And maybe that's why he continued to give his kids money, even though he didn't mm. like what they were doing. I think he always wanted to see what they would do with it. Yeah. I think in a way it's a reflection of like what he taught them and like that must give him sort of some sense of interest. Mm. I think he liked the dynamic being challenging and really controversial all the time. I think he must thrive on that. He must thrive on his children competing. Yeah. He gives them sure. money to say, what would you do with this? Yeah. Like, what would you make of yourself, I think? Even though they could never really escape him. Yeah. I just... And I know that, you know, we don't, we're never going to know everything about them. And I, like, I already, I already would have said happily that Murdoch is evil. I've said it multiple times. But, like, hearing about how he interacted with his children, mm. like, pure evil. Yeah. Particularly, so there was one, um, there was a, a point in time where his two sons, Lachlan and James, were kind of like, competing for the CEO spot in one of, it might have been Fox, I think Fox. Was it Disney? No. That was before. That was No, that was Lachlan after, oh, it was, I think. Sorry, it was, this was happening before the Disney thing. Was it for, yeah, you're right. It was for, it but, was for Fox, yeah. Yeah, it was for Fox. And at the time, James had like, was the winner and he's the younger one. Mm. So he had like come back into the fold and he'd gotten involved. And Murdoch had like, oh my god it makes me so angry took part in some like 60 minutes interview or something yeah and like chose that time on the air to basically break the news yep. to his son lachlan yeah that he like didn't have the job that he thought he had fucking awful oh can you imagine i know your dad yeah your dad it's just like what trump did with comey like went to Fox News and was like, Comey has he's fired. fired. And then Comey and Comey's like, like at a presentation. Yeah. He's like, excuse me, I and have to go and check on this fact. <laughs> it was like going on on the TV behind yeah. and then all of his like staff just like started like looking at the TV. Yeah. And he they're, was like, they're stopping oh, watching weird. him speak in yeah. order to like look at the headline and be like, excuse me, do you it's know like about James this? James Comey fired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. But also one of the other interesting things I think is like they they try they constantly try to keep up their public front as a family, but yes. it's, yet it's so obvious to everyone that they don't like it. Like they yeah. have so many problems. Like there's also an interview with James and Lachlan mm -hmm. when they're kind of like talking about, and they have like audio from this where they're talking about like, do you guys bicker? Do you guys fight? How do you make decisions? And they're like, we don't fight. We don't, we don't bicker. We yeah. are, make every decision together. Like we're yeah. in it together. We agree on everything. And then they're like, if you're in a fight, who would win? And then one's like, I'm bigger. Yeah. It's like immediately <laughs> cracks. Like there's yeah. just, there's this immediate, like the cr it crumbles. The whole thing erodes yeah. in front of a report. Like if it's that easy yes. to press your buttons, like holy shit, how are you in charge of billions of dollars worth of, Literally. that's what I think. And like, they all say like, oh, we're a really close family. Like that's what they all say. I mean, technically they are. They're all in each other's pockets in business all the time. But it's for but they their don't own like game. each other. No, they don't like each other. Um, and What's the, Christmas like? That's my confusion. They probably don't, they probably have, don't have Christmas. Mm. Surely, surely. I actually also find this interaction between the fact that they all have lived in like the UK, the US, and Australia. Mm. Like they've all just spent like throughout the whole series. It's kind of like, oh, this person effed off with, to Australia for ten years and did their own thing and yep. then came back and like. But also, I found it interesting the way that this, especially. I mean, I know I keep going back to this podcast, but they describe like, oh, Lachlan Murdoch was like famous and loved in Australia, and I'm like, I don't think so. No, did I you think, think this when I, I don't think so either? There's this misperception about like what we think of them and what Australians hate him maybe more than any other people. Yeah, he was not we don't like socialites. No. I mean they're more than socialites, but I think that the way that it was framed was like they go to parties and their esteems like we don't love our culture despises that to be honest. Exactly. And so there was a as we're recording this, it's the thirty first of Jan. Ooh. I think two or three days ago, um oh it was on after the Australia Day Awards were announced. Yep. So Murdoch got an award the thing is, it's hard because I do respect the fact that he's been able to build this, but it's for all the wrong morale. Like, yes, me too. That's how I felt it because the podcast, it, they just were like, this is what happened. They weren't, you mm. know, if, if it was Hannah and I, they, we would have been like, oh my God. Oh. And then he did this because he's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but they but were, I love it. Was it you that said, I'm, I, it must be you, the only person who I've talked to about this. Was it you that said, oh, he had a fall and I felt bad for him. He's no, old. He's, <laughs> why? One of his wives pushed him, remember, Wendy? Oh, was it Wendy? Wendy. Yeah. Oh, Wendy's Pushed him into sorry. like a piano or something. He cheated. He had an affair with Wendy as well and then left Anna for Wendy and then had two daughters with yeah. Wendy. Yes, his last children. Who, who were then the bridesmaids at his wedding to Jerry. And oh, that's right. And the sons were the groomsmen 
for his fourth wife. And Jerry Hall is his current wife and used to be married to Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked. <laughs> Famous people. I love it. But yeah, I like, because they... This is the best reality show I've ever seen. Yeah, like. it was so good. So good. <laughs> and yeah, so basically there was one part where his wife, Wendy, who was, and again, significantly un- younger than him, like all of his wives, pushed him and he came to work and he like said, oh, I fell. Because like, he was always already he like, like eighty, broke two vertebrae or something. Like, yeah, he was, was really injured because she it pushed was on him. A boat wasn't it that she pushed him? I'm so no, that was another fall that he had on a boat. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he's very old. But this is whole complex as well that I think they talk about a lot. Where it's like he thinks he's going to live to like one hundred and twenty. Yeah, well, his mum lived till one hundred and three, and he thinks that's young. Yeah. So he thinks he's going to be managing this media empire like until he can become a robot essentially. Because oh he doesn't, God. he doesn't trust anyone to take over. Not even his many children but i do i do think that if he dies it will crumble i, I think that so. people have a deep mistrust for um i think also people have a deep mistrust for like chilled like nepotism in that form like they don't yeah. believe lachlan and james especially from what they've seen historically throughout this sort of period they're like too catty yeah honestly they get the like they're too emotional they get also, that trope i think <laughs> nice to hear it about a man yeah. for once but also, I think everyone's so scared of Murdoch. Mm. That's why that his his operation kind of he's runs such an on, enigma. Mm. Yeah, it runs on fear. People are scared of him. So when he's gone, like people are going to be scared of James or uh, of Lachlan, who's like I guess mostly in charge at the moment. But like, yeah, I just can't take them seriously. Honestly, no, I can't take Lachlan to like a socialite. Like, I just can't. No, I mean they're all formidable. I think they're all extremely successful and talented, skilled businessmen. I also think they all have brains. Yeah, I've been made to work for it in in a yes. sense, in a sense, yeah. not as hard as I think Rupert like worked the hardest and is self made. The other two aren't. Yeah, but I think that they're. I think that people would underestimate them on the basis that they're just children of him. I yeah. think they are capable, but I think that it will crumble because purely because there isn't like he's just such a figure. Whereas mm-hmm. he, they don't have that sort of attachment. They're just more no. of a shadow to him. Agree. And so when he dies, I think that shareholders will challenge their own like their running and see, yeah. like their sort of directorship of, of these executive positions in these huge companies also rupert murdoch was in charge has or is is still and has been in charge the whole time mm. james and um lachlan because again like james is now out of the, the empire yeah um but lachlan has been in and out for his whole life because his dad is just like oh you can be the ceo oh no you that's can. the thing they have never been given the opportunity to have a long run either no. of them no and but also i wonder like and I don't, I think that they're, they're smart as well. And I think that for some, like when you're raised in that environment, business acumen is kind of like part and parcel. Mm. Um, but I just, I don't like Lachlan has never thought of himself. It seems yeah, in terms of business. I just think that his motivating sort of feature is not the fact that he's passionate about news necessarily. I mean, they must be yeah. They've worked in the industry for so long, but I think it's more about this approval and this power. Mm. He wants approval from his father, but he also wants this, like he wants to be chosen. Yeah. He wants to be at the front runner. He pick wants, me. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's more of a pick me attitude than an I'm passionate yeah. attitude. Yeah. Well, at least is. that's the sell. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, there's an article that made us both really angry. And, um, okay, so it's from the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, the, the headline, Rupert Murdoch slams, in quotes, woke culture in Australia Day speech. So he made a speech. Is that what happened? He was awarded an honor or he made a He was given like a lifetime achievement award by the Australian, the Australia Day Foundation or something. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to read an excerpt. Sorry if you've already read it. Rupert Murdoch, the billionaire mogul behind Fox News, took issue with the silencing of debate on social media, saying censorship had hobbled... <laughs> lol, because he's old. <laughs> ...had hobbled discourse with awful woke orthodoxy. Mr Murdoch, 89, made the rare public remarks during a brief video to accept a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Australia Day Foundation. The clip was posted online by the Herald Sun, owned by the media mogul's News Corp. Corp. Questionable whether it's Corp or Corp. For those of us in media, there is a real channel to confront, he said, a wave of censorship that seeks to silence conversations, stifle debate, and ultimately stop individuals and societies from realising their potential. Um, he went on to... Oh, just keep reading. The US Capitol riot on January 6th was followed by a purging of the social media accounts of then-President Donald Trump and others. On Monday, Twitter said it would seek to police the service more vigilantly. Vigilantly? Whoops. Vigilantly. <laughs> <laughs> a 
of the village. Takes oh, yeah. the village to silence. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, Fox News and other conservative outlets are under fire for fueling uncertainty about the US presidential election, with cr- which critics say contributed to the storming of the Capitol. Murdoch's own son, James Murdoch, has joined the outcry, telling the Financial Times that outlets that propagate lies to their audience have unleashed insidious and uncontrollable forces that will be with us for years. So just a reminder, he's the one who is anti. Yep. He's like not with Murdoch anymore. In his remarks from the awards ceremony, Rupert Murdoch said a rigidly enforced conformity aided and abetted by so-called social media is a straight jacket on sensibility. First of all, why does he speak like this? A good journalist should write in plain language. Honestly, I don't know what half of those words mean. That's all I've got. What? Okay. I so I feel like you have a lot to say on this. I'd like you to go I through. I do. I actually have some notes that I wrote down. So the, this potent, this specific line that he said, apology, I'm going to read it again. For those of us in media, there is a real challenge to confront a wave of censorship that seeks to silence conversation, to stifle debate, and ultimately stop individuals and societies from realizing their full potential. So when I first read this, I was like, this comment could be used verbatim to argue the opposite. Like, that's what people accuse him of doing with Fox News, is like silencing the other side to avoid um, progressives reaching their potential of mm. being, of seeing a more progressive society. And because the media is like, I guess in this day and age, I argue the media has the largest and most powerful voice in society. And the majority of major news outlets in Australia are owned by Murdoch. And that's the true in the US and the UK as well. I'm not sure if it's the majority, but voice, uh, Fox is a huge voice in US society. So someone who I, you could argue is one of the most powerful men in the world claiming that he's been silenced by woke culture. Mm. Like the irony and the fact that people are going to, like people agree with him. What? I know. I know. It's Well, you think I'll also say. So <laughs> Hannah mentioned that Australians don't really, well, we don't like Murdoch as a general rule. And we don't like social Well, acts. I mean, I think Kevin Rudd's petition for a royal commission into Murdoch media is a huge signifier of our distaste for. Yes. I think it's our distaste for like, I think that obviously I, I think Scott Morris will win the next election. I think that mm. is probably thanks to Murdoch. I yeah. think that he has completely monopolised the way that we report on liberal culture and conservative culture in Australia. Yeah. But I think that I, I actually had lost... I, I thought that our population didn't... If you ask anyone, I think they'll say, like, it's wrong for media to be monopolised by one person. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, half our population leans that way at least i think they don't put the two together i think so too but i think when you think about it it's like if people it's a popular opinion to to like media to be um diversified yeah but i think that when you think about it people don't care enough to move murdoch out right Mm. i think i think and i think a lot of that rests on the assumption that people think it'll just die soon which he won't he won't he's gonna live for at least another 10 yeah i'm gonna say 10 yeah Yeah. but even in the comments of that article Everyone was like, why are we giving him an Australia Day, like, honour? No, I agree with that. But that's Because that's they're stupid. like, he's not, he, like, we're not claiming him. He's from the US now. He's denounced his citizenship. Well, I think, that's I think it's good attitude. I think that's right. Yeah. But then again, the thing I, I kind of um, realise and I have to remind myself of is who comments on these posts? Yeah. One percent. Yeah. It's the sure. extreme percent on either end. But it was an overwhelming number of people were commenting that that's they were annoyed i mean for me i was like that's what you're annoyed about like it's hello. just confusing to me because when i think about it a lot of people would denounce murdoch mm. but those same people are hardcore liberals yes but I, that I just don't think sense. they put it to- together but you know what i mean like yes, it's, it's, sure. it's contradictory in itself but i think that yeah kevin rudd's success with and like the history that was made with the amount of signatures on that yeah. petition um for royal commission is a real big, really large signifier and quite a significant thing about yeah. that indicates that, no, we, we want some change. But also, I just don't think that people realise how, like, I just don't think people realise that their favourite news publications are owned by Murdoch. People don't care. No, people don't care to look. Every time, since we've started talking about Murdoch, mm. every time I read something, I will Google who owns that. Yeah. Like, I, I need to know, I must know. But I think a lot of people just wouldn't even like think about it and they wouldn't connect because i think in australia we kind of have a bit of a disdain for 
even further than socialites like billionaires like that yeah. we're just kind of like oh what they think they're so special and so yeah. good we're just like ew we're yeah. all that affair going in- exactly and like being like humble really yeah. i think is um, a key part of australian society a culture so i think that people don't like him as a person but they don't always connect well i think that people also believe which is i i think and i think i think this as well is that I like to believe in, like, oh, there must be reporters out there who work for News Corp that still challenge the status quo. And I, you no, then you see what they fight. post. They and then it's fight. exactly. But I think that we like to disconnect the fact that, well, he can't, you know, if he's in the US, it's a faraway land. It's mm. a faraway land that he sits on this throne of. And then you think that the trickle down effect isn't that big, but it is. Yeah. I think that's what we like as well. It's like understanding that there is huge implications of people that try to push back in yeah. in those structures yeah and i think it's hard to see how sort of strong his hand is in things like you know the australian now blah 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 blah. like mm. all these newspapers in australia like you think does he care yeah but he does yeah he does and there is influence huge influence there and i think that's the other thing is that people disconnect because they they put it far away in their minds as mm. well yeah but it's confusing to me because I just don't understand how people don't recognize it or look these things up. But then again, I was shocked when you came to me and said, like, do you know he owns Taste? Yeah. He owned MySpace. Yeah. What, why? State.com.au. So confusing. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know the, the part in, the, in, like, his life, the thing that he did that I think is the most evil thing? I don't think I've said this to you in person because I think I was saving it. <laughs> I love when I turn up. I was saving this. I was saving this for you. <laughs> Um, it's that's so weird. It's got vibes of like uh, my nail clippings. No, it I doesn't because it, it actually it's something just can't come across in message. <laughs> so, in let's cast our minds back to 2015 mm-hmm. in the US, the presidential election obviously was in 2016, but yep. the nominations were happening like from 2015. Yeah, and Murdoch and Fox News were supporters of Jeb Bush. Yes, who were who was running for the. Republican nomination yes. against Trump. Murdoch thought Trump was an idiot. Yes. And he thought he was ridiculous. There's like on, there's like quotes of him saying he's a dickhead, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't like him, right? So. Oh, and Trump calls him rupee. Yeah. To which him he off. hates. Yes. Yeah. And so Trump starts making meetings with, with Murdoch and was basically, is like vying for his, um, uh, approval and his endorsement. And basically that means, lots of coverage on Fox News. That's what Trump wanted, and he knew that he needed that to win. And Merck was like, no, don't like you. You're, you're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to face some criticism. Yes, exactly. It was still like, nah, this guy's an idiot. Mm. Still supporting Jeb Bush. And then eventually Trump, I think, convinced him. He was like, Trump was like, put me on the TV and you'll see. And so Fox News started putting him on TV and he was getting huge ratings and Murdoch was still on the like on the record thought he was an idiot but and I think um uh Ailes what's his name Roger, Roger Ailes. Ailes liked Trump I think yes but Rupert Murdoch was still but in I charge think Ailes of had News. the same view as Murdoch in a way he like he knew idiot. he was an idiot yeah and but he started to get ratings and so they were like they threw everything behind Trump after that after seeing the ratings it was Murdoch like and his son Lachlan Murdoch and Ailes all were like well he gets the rating, so we're going to put him up. You know what, though? I, I know that you think this is evil. That's what most people would do. That's so evil. I okay. don't think it's evil. I think I it's just for themselves. Evil. It's evil because it's Trump. But they knew they know it's the power that they have. It's a business move. They do everything for the business. Oh, I'm struck by it. They don't think of, like, how will this affect immigrants? How will this affect below-minimum-wage workers? They how will this affect- they, could be, they knew they could make him win. Yes. And it was going to make them win. It's just selfish. I don't think oh it's evil. God, I think it's disgusting. It's, I know, but it's it's them being completely selfish, business minded, and thinking we want to dominate. That's what it is. I actually think that's it's the evil. worst thing. He's that is the most evil thing that, I, that he's I done in his whole life. That, I think the phone hacking is worse by far. <sighs> Look, the it's hard is, because there was somewhat like a child's life. With, I don't want this to no, come across. I don't want this to come across as harsh, but this is my thing as well. Okay, something we talk about a lot is the agency of people yeah and we can't say people have agency if we're then like it's the most evil thing because they knew you could make him win well then where are people's agency i know i literally had this conversation with someone yesterday was it nick no it was lauren 
Because I so Malcolm Turnbull has become on the record and said Murdoch has to answer for Trump and climate denial. I believe climate that. I believe that. But and the thing is, I don't expect much. No offense from Fox viewers. Yeah, and actually, offense. Offense. <laughs> offense reinstates. Sorry, I would like to take that back and say I would like to offend you. I don't expect much from people that love Fox that much. Yeah. But the thing is, is that we can't have it both ways. I know. I know it's hypocritical. But, but I think I, it's the most evil thing see, I've it's, ever heard. The thing I think I'm, I'm reinstating this for is that I don't think those people have the agency they think they do, but you do. I know. <laughs> so what I'm saying is you can't say that River Murdoch's evil for pumping Trump. The thing is, is that... But he doesn't believe... Okay, but I, did he I hate the MAGA people. Yes. They're disgusting. Scum of the earth, honestly. But at least they believe in Trump's cause. He That's doesn't believe in Trump's cause. Worse. Because he's intelligent. Rupert Mur- yeah, but yeah. he went against his values. He, the thing is, I think he could give him airtime without sub- endorsing him. No, he can't. Because by Trump being on Fox News... That's support. That's support. But what I'm saying is, it's just airtime. But that was what got hit. That, that's what made Trump. Yeah. It's airtime. But everyone but gave him, him. airtime. Fucking Twitter let him tweet for four years. Ah, uh, you're right. Everyone gave him airtime every just, single day of the past, I think, five or six years but by now. by that time it was done. So, by, so when he was up for, when he was going through the nomination, everyone was like, nah, that joke, he's never going to win. Election came, nah, he's never going to win. Murdoch made sure that he did. And Fox News, Murdoch and Fox News made sure that he did win. Yeah. So they actually they, they are evil. They put the they put the wheels in motion. Without them he could never he would never have won them um he probably wouldn't have won the nomination. And he definitely would have wouldn't have won the election. So when I said this to my friend yesterday, she was like, "Oh, yeah, she's like I see what you mean, but you just, you can't. It doesn't come down to it's like lots of things kind of contribute." And I no, I get that. Cuz then what are we saying about Comey and Hillary? Like all these things contribute, but yeah. I agree with you. I think the I think the reason Donald Trump got a platform is because of Fox. Yeah. But the thing is, is that what makes Trump more viewable for people? Mm. What makes him more, like, why is he getting the ratings and Jeb Bush isn't? It's just because he's, con- it, it's who he is. But Fox but people, gave him. Yeah, but if Fox didn't put him up. It's all three. Then they wouldn't see that. Murdoch's choice, people's agency, Trump himself. It is all three. And I struggle with fucking that. fucking email saga. I struggle to feel that it's all three because I'm like, Someone needs to take accountability for Murdoch's this. the middleman. Yeah, but he he enabled him. Yes. By being the middleman. Yeah. He's the reason that the communication got through. Discuss the, it's for me it's mostly the fact that he didn't even believe in him. Everyone makes a business decision that's more about their own benefit at some point. But this the stakes were so high. I know, he doesn't care about people. That's awful. I think it's hard to... This is the thing. This is the thing. It's hard to accept because you know he knows better. Yes. Right? But his ethics and morals and values and political alignment is more towards Trump than it is towards Hillary. But he's all. he also... um, So he supported Democrats in the past. Yes. um, He voted for... Who did he... Oh, fuck. I just listened to this. I thought... Carter. Yeah. He voted for Carter. Yeah. Is that right? Jimmy yes. Carter? Yeah. yeah. So his, his like, um, political affiliations mm. kind of moved with what was going to benefit his business. This is the thing. I don't expect anything from him because I know that he's like this. He is someone who is completely business power driven yeah. and his own values and self-interest come first, right? So I don't expect anything different. I don't expect anything from Fox viewers. I don't expect anything different. I... I I'm so cynical towards these systems that I'm like, it's disgusting, it's evil, whatever. That's why I'm like, Kristen, right? I think the phone hacking thing is so much worse. Yeah, so the phone... I guess we should move on to the phone hacking. No, but it's I think it bothers me so much. But it's interesting that it does because I'm like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just so resigned to the fact that, like, these people don't care about the average person. Yeah. So I'm just like, how do we move forward then? Like, I'm just very much like, what we, what needs to improve, like... The regulation around Murdoch, the mm-hmm. agency of people through education, like what's, what do we do? All of it. Uh, 
I don't know, call me naive, but like, I just feel like the the media needs to take more responsibility. Agree. It's just it's funny that you're being the naive one. You're never the naive one. I'm always like, ah, oh, rainbows. <laughs> and you're like, hang off, pour your head in. <laughs> I think so, the, particularly since the election, I have, I feel like because things have gotten like arguably worse, things got arguably worse for America after Trump lost the election. Yes, much worse. Yes. So, and I'm not discounting all the other stuff he did in the four years because yeah. it was really bad as well. But, you know, with the, the violence and everything that happened and, you know, things that still may happen into the future, I just feel like at the moment I, and along with many other people, I'm sure, are like kind of just looking for like a, well, what, like looking to make sense of it and and thinking back to 2016 to be like, okay, this is when it happened. How did this happen? And just like Murdoch doing that. I guess doing that, uh, when I say like the phone hacking is worth, I think that's a worse direct action, right? Yeah. But I think long-term impacts, the Trump, like empowering, enabling Trump is worse for everyone. Yes. But the thing is, is that the people that Trump impacted are the same people that voted for him in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, I mean, half of them at least. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of vulnerable people are part of the population that voted for him. Yeah. So I struggle with that because I'm like, these people aren't educated enough to understand the implications. Mm. That's always my first thought. Yeah. But I guess you're right. In their convictions, they believed his cause and they voted for him based on lies they were fed, but they were so obviously lies. But don't you remember like in the, we talked about this on a podcast ages ago in the Michelle Obama documentary. Yeah. She says it's worse that people that don't vote versus the people that do. And like, yes, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Like it is worse to not vote than to vote for the wrong person. Yeah. Because you like, particularly but when you should you know better. What are you saying now? Is like, you're saying it's better for the people that voted for him. Well, that's what, yeah, that's kind of. I guess it's not a, it's not like a very clear <laughs> Sorry, alignment. Yeah. I know that, but no, no, like, no, I know what you mean. isn't it worse that Murdoch knew Trump was an idiot but still endorsed him? That's that's why I think he is worse than people who truly believe in Trump because yeah. I think the people who truly believe in Trump have been totally taken advantage of. I don't like to take away their agency because they've still done really evil things, mm. but somewhere in their mind, which is like twisted, mm. in my opinion, like. I don't believe any of the people who went to the Capitol riots, like they're either mentally, mentally unstable unwell. Yeah. or worse because they know <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> like they're fully aware of what they're doing. And Trump just like Trump incited this. You're saying in this situation that Murdoch is worse because he has the agency and intellect to understand why it's wrong. Yep. You're right. But I, s it's just really hard because I think, yes, in terms of, like, the fact that he knew what he was inciting, yes, it's evil. I just think that, like, he, yeah, I just, I think I'm just, like, I'm so resigned to the fact that I'm, like, yep, what do we expect from him? I don't expect anything more because it's all about himself. Yeah. I guess, because we're, we're obviously comparing, like, rotten fruit to, like, slightly more rotten fruit. It's not like one's good and one's yeah. I just think that what he did was worse. But again, it's it's kind of like when we talk about, like, is it worse when a woman does something, like, doesn't speak up about something? Like, a woman boss treats you worse mm. than a male boss. You're like, but we're on the same page. Like, yeah. you knew better and you did worse. So we're holding him to a higher standard. And I know why we are. We're holding him to a yeah. higher standard because we believe he knows better. And that's and true. And he's got power. It's if true. You, if, you're held to, if you have that much power, you must be held to a higher standard than the average person who, you know, might post something on Facebook for their 102 friends to read. Yeah. Murdoch is posting stuff for the entire world to read. You, like... I yeah. just and I know again this might be just a naive thing and this is very like something that's rooted very deep inside me and I cannot see the other side. No. <laughs> but you we must keep hold them to a higher account. I the thing is we agree. Yeah. We do agree. Yeah. It's just interesting because you're much more passionate about it than me. I think I just don't expect anything. I just think it's just so, so disgusting. Like, I can't even fathom I it. think I'm at a point in my life where I just really hate Trump supporters. Yeah. So I refuse to be like Murdoch ruined the whole thing because I'm like, he was, he was, I, I, I wonder, I think he might've got there without it. I, I'm actually not, I can't, I can't really? honestly say that without Fox, he wouldn't have got it. I don't think that he could have. And the other thing is though, these Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol didn't exist before Murdoch made him powerful. Like it's all kind of, they did exist. Do you think? Not to the, they weren't doing it. They just, there would be someone. That's my thing. 
but the I'm um, like the the rise in like neo Nazis and far right wing people and groups all over the world have exploded since Trump because he's activated them. But I and given them I power. think if it's not Trump, it could have been someone else. I yeah, you can definitely argue that. I think it's just hard because I don't know what would have happened. If, he would have got airtime no matter what on Fox. They all would have Jeb Bush, Trump. Like I know that yeah. they, that. It, the Fox coverage changed once they'd like said, okay, Trump. Yeah. But I think that they're, they're, again, we can't, I struggle to put it down to that one thing. I think that it, I think it was the whole email. I don't scandal, think it like, was all, I don't think it was, hmm, but then like, would the email scandal have happened if he didn't already have a platform on Fox news? Yes. You think so? Hillary Clinton has always had a bad name in that sort of sphere. Like, they, but would it have taken her down Republicans, if, it was, if she was against Jeb Bush, for example? Yes, because I actually think that it was more polarizing of an election because it was Trump. As in, what I think would have happened is, like, the reason so many people went out and voted for Hillary is purely because of Trump's existence. So if Jeb Bush ran, it's, like, he is less, like, in terms of the spectrum of Republican candidates, he is a safer choice. So I think Hillary would have lost to Jeb Bush. Okay. But even if that had happened, we would not have seen the last four years that we saw with Trump. No, you're absolutely right. I completely agree. But that's, that's that's what I guess I'm trying to argue is, like, like Trump getting that platform at the beginning kind of like created a ripple effect of all of the yes. things that happened. But do you see what I mean about Trump? Like yeah, I think yeah, that I Hillary do. got close to winning because it was Trump. Yes, I do. Yeah. You think she would have had no chance against anyone else? No, I think she would have had a chance, but I think it was such a close, I think she won the popular vote because Trump was the other side. Yeah. But like the people, like half of the, um, half of the country voted. I think not even half. So no, but that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. I think, we, I think they usually get like a third. They, I think in Obama's yeah. election, maybe like thirty-five to forty percent. Yeah. Fuck. Ugh, bring in compulsory voting. Sometimes I th- sit back and I think like I've seen a lot of stuff about like I think about the fact that Kamala is the first female to be in one of the top two positions. Yeah, we've had deputy PMs that are female since how like. It's just such a... I saw, like, a list of all the female world leaders, like, at the moment, and there are so many Mm. in countries that are, like, so considerably less developed than America. Yeah. And it proves so much to me about, like, how behind they are. Yeah. So I think I'm just so resigned to America being such a shit thing at the moment. Like, such a a shit example of democracy. It's not democracy. Mm. God! (laughs) It's just so disappointing. I think it's also because, and this is such a sad thing, but growing up, I was like, I thought America was the be all and end all. Yeah, we all did. Especially as a child, you're like, you grow up thinking like all this, uh, and it's such a celebrity complex as well. Like America was, is the sort of home ground is like the birthplace of pop culture in Western Mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. And so you grow up being, Oh my God, New York. uh, Yeah. You gasm over it all the time. Like, it's just like such a thing. Yeah. And watching it now, I'm like, it's, it's like watching your dreams be crushed. Yes. And so many people I've spoken to have said that. Yeah. They're like, because I spoke to my mum the other day. We've like been to America a few times yeah. as a family. And she's like, just makes me sad. I liked America. Yeah. And but, many but this, people have said that to me. I think it's actually more like it's always been this place. It's, it's That's always, what I wonder. Like, I love the tweets that say like, America every two to six months. This is not who we are. Yeah. It's like, it is who you are. It's yeah. been who you are for a long time. I think yes, that you've yes, just had moderate presidents who've like not really displayed the actual battling mm. ideologies and division in that country until yeah. Trump brought out and highlighted all the problems. Yeah. But he also caused some, I think. But I think that he did definitely just bring out... Like, this is... So, I, I do like Biden. I, he's done so much already. Mm. And, like, his representation in his cabinet... Oh, so it's only 50%, it's like 50% men and women, mm. or like very close to, and then fifty only 50% white, and the other 50% are more He needed to do all these things, diverse. but I'm so, I am I impressed. Agree. I think like, I was, I was really concerned that he had a really intense 100-day plan yeah. for his first 100 days. Yeah, he's done like 4 million things. He's done so many things. Yeah. And that's why I get... And that's why I get really, like, mm, uptight with people, like, there's no difference, like, between mm. Trump and Biden. I'm like, yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yeah. He joined the, the Paris Climate Agreement the, the day. The first day. Um, but one thing that he does that I, I kind of feel, I feel like it's not productive to complain about it, but I think that, and I also think that America needs this, but all of his tweets and a lot of things that he said um, publicly have been like, you know, we're going to get back, the, get the America back that, sorry, how does he say it? Get back the America that I know that we are. 
And I'm like, you're not. You're not. Like, you're not that. But he's speaking to Americans. He's not speaking to us. So Americans think that. They're just like, oh, you know, America's the greatest place ever. I just want to get back to, like, what we were pre-Trump. Mm. Like, there were already problems there. So I kind of get why he's doing it because his people need to hear that. Yeah. But for, for me and I think for most of the rest of the world, we're just like, what? what? <laughs> but I think it's I, – I think, again, the grotesque happenings in America mm. are – morrison's protective shield yeah like it's just like it's like watching a train wreck yeah you completely forget about the fact that he's in fucking noose every second week i just hate him why do people like scott morrison why daggy dad no i i mean no come on seriously do you think people like that about him yeah the population Mm -hmm. why do people why would people revote why would people vote liberal again? Because we're in a pandemic and pandemic. they think liberal safe? Yeah. No, because they because the um how and how the media has portrayed <laughs> <laughs> the way that we've gotten through the pandemic this far is has been because of SCOMO. And it's actually not, it's definitely the state government. It's definitely been the state government. So this whole Gladys Berejiklian V Anastasia Palaszczuk, mm. it's come back again. Yes. And Murdoch outlets have been pitting the two against each other more. Mm. And so, again, we're recording this at the end of January, and um, Palaszczuk just announced, I think on Sunrise she announced it, that she was, that the borders are open to New South Wales. From tomorrow. Yep. But she also requested that, SCO- uh, said or suggested that ScoMo should be um, putting some money into the tourism, tourism industry in Queensland because many, many, many people are going to lose their jobs in tourism. And so then Gladys Berejiklian has stood up and said, you did this to yourself, Anastasia Palaszczuk, because you shut the borders and that's why the tourism industry has no money. And so now it's a bit rich of you to turn around and, uh, like, demand money from the federal government. Says the person that basically had a Christmas shutdown of their state because the fucking... What? Okay. I don't want to bash a woman. I find this really difficult because, well, she's liberal, which I don't like. Yeah, so makes so it a bit easier. Deserves- <laughs> but, like, her, her support system is unwavering. Yeah. And have, has everyone forgotten about this fucking scandal that she went through? I know. No one reported on that again. Hello, Murdoch. <sighs> they, they buried it Palaszczuk and they sold her as a victim in a likable way. What other woman has been has chosen to be portrayed as a victim and come out successful? I think we should email Anastasia. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious. No, I am. <laughs> I would like to say some things to her. <laughs> I don't want to contact Gladys ever. New South Wales likes Gladys. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They genuinely like her. I just I can't believe how scot free she got out of this. I'm so but I was shocked because Everyone in Queensland loves Anastasia, I think. Like, yeah. I think I think we like her hard border attitude. Yes. Right? I think yeah. all... And also reflected in the recent election. Right. But when I was in New South Wales, every comment that was made to me when this... Because North- I was there when the Northern Re- Beaches outbreak was happening and mm. we kind of had to make a split-second decision to get a last-minute flight back before the borders closed. Yeah. Every person in New South Wales said to me, oh, well, Anastasia could pull the trigger any time. Like, they were basically like, oh, my God, you don't know what she'll do. Like, she's so hardcore. I had no, so, she isn't. I had so much hardcore commentary on Anastasia and how, like, unfair she is compared to, like, you know, flexi Gladys. Yeah. It was so confusing to me because I was the one who was paying, like, triple the amount for a flight home in an emergency sweat. Yeah. And I was like, good on you, Anna. Yeah, literally. I was pleased. Yeah. I was, like, rushing home over the border so that I wouldn't have to quarantine. And I was still like, good for you. Yeah. Because it doesn't take two brain cells to know that it's the right thing to do for the safety and the health of your state. Exactly. I don't understand. Tourism, I, the thing is, they're extending, is it JobKeeper and Seeker for, yeah. but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously it's not the same amount as what they'd be being paid. Mm-hmm. I get it. But they're extending it. They're yeah. not, there's still things that are in the works. Like, and they're saying, oh, well, the reason we have to is because of this. Well, actually, the risk of having the whole state on job seeker and keeper is a lot higher. Like mm-hmm. if you let the borders stay open and yeah. have inf- like you have an actual traveling infectious rate, especially when we yeah. just experienced a um, risk of the UK strain. Yes, exactly. I don't understand people. I neither do I. And then there's all these people who, again, like I know only a small percentage comment on Facebook, but commenting on this article that announced it, which I think was also in the Sydney Morning Herald. Mm. It was like written. It's um, always Sydney Morning Herald. I tag him because always. I think me furious. Yes, yeah, so angry. And and um, Brisbane Times. It was like a co-authored mm. article. And they, so there were lots of people commenting the same thing about like, why don't we just help the people in the tourism agency pivot to a new uh, profession? 
what? I was like, that is the fucking stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Australia makes so much money from tourism. So much. And so basically Hannah and I, when we read that article, and was my initial comment, I, I said, look, I would... I would kind of have a little bit more time for Gladys's argument if she had not been crying this stuff for almost a whole year. Yeah. So every time it's like, oh, well, why are you? Oh, you're locking us out. Where? That's like everyone has to lock her out because she won't lock anyone else out. Exactly. So she's got, and she hasn't, she's not been this hard on Victoria either. WA, no commentary. No commentary. It's always Queensland. And they have a bo- they have a hard border. And with- Dan Andrews was much sassier to Gladys when he shut exactly. down at Christmas. And she's like, Anastasia. And exactly. I'm like, Why? And also the Victorians were like were the worst off in the whole country. Yeah. And what Gladys has not got any- no comment about Victorians coming into her state. No comment, apparently. Dan was, like, actually, like, getting some of his own back. And actually, Dan Andrews has been doing really well lately, I will say. Like, yeah, he's yeah, been he's getting his, um, his own back. His votes back. Yeah, he's taking... <laughs> but it's like... That's the thing. He was much sassier when he closes the borders, like, trying to get some of his own back after everyone shut him out sort of thing. Yeah. Fair. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and then Gladys is still attacking and clawing at Anastasia for doing the right thing. And I, sh- I think she's doing that. I think she's really... Because the media is definitely selling this, like, women v. women mm. thing. And um, clearly we're playing into it right now. We're, we're playing into it right now. But Gladys is also playing into it because mm. she knows the media is going to support her, again, because Murdoch owns most of the media, and because she has the po- support of ScoMo, who is in her party, she's just she's making it she's pushing it further and further and further and further and look i'm not saying that anastasia has never said anything bad about gladys but she is more when she gets up you know and makes these announcements that she knows are going to be unpopular with new south wales Mm. she's always just like this is what we're doing to protect the state she's never like you know finger wagging at gladys berejiklian it's always gladys being like oh look what she (laughs) (laughs) it it returns (laughs) she's like gladys is always like almost seeming to make it personal about this one person. And mm. as if, does, is anyone stupid enough to think that the Premier is actually making all these decisions by herself? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so tired of it. Can we please stop it? I just don't know how many people think hard about these things when they see them. Well, so when I... I spend days, like, oh, that one <laughs> sentence from that one. I spend days, I'm just, like, lying in bed thinking about it, arms over my chest, like, shaking. <laughs> and other people are like, Oh, Gladys posted a meme. Like, yeah. that's that's what it is. Well, I looked into, and look, I'm not going to say this is like the receipts because I couldn't find enough data. But when I, when Hunter and I were talking about this specific article about Gladys claiming that um, the tourism industry has died because Anastasia closed the borders, I was like, well, I wonder how many tourists go to North, like far north Queensland from New South Wales. And Hannah was like, I'm sure it was that's like quite a bit. And so I looked up the numbers of domestic tourists to FNQ to like the Whit Sundays, Cairns, etc., and 21% of them come from New South Wales, but the vast majority come from within Queensland. Yeah, which to me indicates again, this is not like science (laughs) but to me indicates that the reason people were not traveling within queensland when we were allowed to is because of economic reasons because people didn't have as much money lots of people lost their jobs lots of people had a cut in their income Mm. etc etc so that it indicates that to me so if that's what the numbers say i mean i know we've obviously lost a lot of international tourism as well gladys didn't have anything to say about that yeah because i'm sure that a lot of tourists to far north queensland are international generally on a regular year yeah and we actually had the biggest year i'm an expert on far north queensland tourism now because of how long i spent trying to look for these numbers but we actually had the best year in 2019 really yeah so it was like on an upward trajectory. And I think that's because the reef is dying. So people yeah. are rushing to see it before it yeah. goes. Maybe it's come back now that we haven't been, been making so much pollution. Anyway, so just these things I'm like, but no one's going to look into that. No. People don't. Well, people I, wouldn't don't. Have, I wouldn't have. I'm glad you did because I was not. I was enraged. Numbers. Once again, today I'm the more angry one. It's good. Thank you. We need to switch it up. Yeah, I've, I'm the ba- <laughs> I'm the, the good cop. To, well, I, would I be the better the good cop? I don't know. <laughs> The more blase cop. Yeah. We took a turn. It did take a turn. (laughs) I was bad. If you found us just totally relatable and quirky, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, head to cheekmedia.com.au to tidy over until then. Bye. Goodbye.